This is Mishmash, a weekly conversation where we unjumble an important and sometimes under the radar statewide issue that affects you. I'm Jake Neer. And I'm Shana Roth. And it is that time of year again. Yes, the all four seasons in two days in Michigan time of year, right, Shana? Okay, it's it's the other time of year <laughs> in Michigan. What I'm actually thinking of is the state of the blank season, we'll ah, call it. Mm-hmm. Although the big one here in Michigan, the governor's state of the state speech happened back in January, you might be seeing local officials near you giving their own speeches, highlighting their accomplishments and things they're excited about in the near future. Yeah, for example, within the past week, we saw Detroit Mayor Mike Duggan give his state of the city speech. Uh, This is going to be uh, a night where uh, we're going to talk about where we've been and where we're going. Other speeches coming up very soon will include the state of Oakland County speech from County Executive Dave Coulter. Other county leaders will give their speeches soon. We've even seen things like university presidents giving state of the university speeches around this time of year. And that all has us thinking, what is the point of these speeches? Why does every leader of everything feel the need to give them? There's surprisingly a lot to dig into here. Folks we've spoken to admit that there is an oversaturation of these speeches, but they say that oversaturation is in part a reflection of our current media environment. So think about it. Newsrooms are stretched thin, and that means it's harder for public officials, particularly local public officials, to get attention for the things they're working on. This is a way to get reporters in a room and to have them listen to you talk about your accomplishments and goals and have a chance chance to get some coverage of those things. But I think maybe the most important question here for you, the listener, is why should I tune in? There's a decent chance that you either watch, listen, or read about the big speeches like the State of the Union address that the president gives. There's probably a slightly smaller chance that you watch the governor's State of the State. But when it comes to these much less publicized speeches like State of the County, State of the City, what do you as a resident get out of that? This is a question that I promise you, we here at Mishmash have asked ourselves. Personally, I didn't even know that there was a thing as a state of the county address. I was proven wrong. So when we say there are some good reasons to pay attention, you can trust that we've given it some thought. First of all, local politics and policy matter. We've said this time and again on the show. In fact, there's a good argument to be made that they matter to you individually more than what's happening with the president or the governor. The issues they're likely to be talking about in these speeches are more likely to affect you directly where you live or work. So the only other thing I would say about this is that these speeches give you a really good sense of what your local public officials think are the right ways to spend their time, money and other resources, because really, at the end of the day, those are also your resources. Keep in mind, you're going to get the rosiest view of their records and accomplishments. So take it all with a grain of salt. But when you watch, listen or read about these speeches, keep this question in mind. Do these public officials care about the things I care about? So now we wanted to talk to someone who knows about everything when it comes to these state of the blank speeches. James Martinez is the former communications director for Wayne County Executive Warren Evans. 
He's written addresses for State of the County, State of the City, campaign speeches, as well as remarks for C-suite business leaders as well. Jim, welcome to Mishmash. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. So, Jim, start us off with this broad question. Why do lawmakers, even ones who run counties, hold these speeches every year? Uh, I, you know, they're really a, a, a great opportunity to, you know, kind of speak directly to those that, that you serve. Uh, you know, I think, you know, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a good way to get media coverage and get your message out in, in these days, particularly with, you know, as you guys are well, well aware, with shrinking newsrooms, it's harder and harder to get attention. You know, when I was at, at the county, it would always amaze me to be at, at, you know, commission meetings and committee meetings, committee of the whole, where, you know, you, you're making decisions that are impacting, you know, 1.7 million people, you know, it's about 15% of Michigan and a a budget of like 1.6 billion. And, you know, through no fault of the media's, it's it's a resource issue. They're not able to be there. And so I think that you've seen, you know, these, these state ofs kind of proliferate a little bit because it is a good way to get your message directly to the, the communities that you serve. And I think in when done right, they, they serve an important function. And and that's a really interesting point, Jim, about the the way that it can be sort of a reflection of what's happening in newsrooms. And like you said, that that, you know, we're pulled in so many directions all the time. Talk a little bit about how effective that's been in your experience in terms of getting messages out there and, and so forth, because I also feel like there's an oversaturation issue here that so many people are doing this that like, you know, is it is it tough to get the message out? Uh, well, also, I mean, in some ways sort of competing with with other public officials who are all getting attention in their own ways. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you've got to have kind of a, a whole machine built around the speech to make sure you get it out because, you know, uh, there is an oversaturation, both of these type of speeches, but just purely content across the board. People are just asked to consume way too much. They can't keep up. And and so, you know, you need to uh, build a speech that that satisfies the folks in the room, but that also, you know, kind of communicates you know, what you've accomplished, what you intend to accomplish, uh, you know, challenges ahead, you know, it can serve a lot of different functions. And the role of each individual speech is going to vary where you are in time. And then how that speech is viewed is going to vary what happens after that speech. I mean, you know, last week's uh, State of the Union address, depending on what goes on with Russia and Ukraine, and frankly, the state of our own democracy, you know, that might be one of those pivotal speeches that when you look back in the best of all time, you know, uh, it, get, it gets included on that list. And it might be less about, you know, it's not going to be about individual sentences and words per se. It's going to be the timing of the speech and the message delivered. And then what happened in the country, in the world after that. So, I mean, it's kind of a long winded answer uh, to your question. But, you know, you, you've just got to you've got to know where you are in time, uh, you know, based on who's in the room, who's your audience and the people that you serve. How do you go about getting the message out that these speeches are even going to have? I feel like a lot of people will probably be surprised to hear that that different counties do state of the county addresses. Uh, I honestly didn't realize it. I knew that there were state of the states and there's state of the cities. I didn't know it went sort of lower than that. 
how do you like what is the turnout for these things usually and how much you know do you have to work to or i guess what goes into getting people to attend and to tune in to these speeches yeah i i getting people in the room generally isn't super hard because you know in in size it it, it varies you know on the size of the municipality at wayne county you know we could easily you know, we could easily get 600 people in the room, 700 people in the room. And, and a lot of those, you know, that's a combination of, of key partners throughout the community. You've got elected officials, the, you know, the, in that case, the county commission, you've got the judges, you know, so it, it's really not hard to fill the room per se, as long as you're not trying to fill a giant, you know, something that that's absurdly giant, but we could easily get five or 600 in. I think the the, the tougher challenge, you know, then they've all got a vested, you know, they've got vested interest in, in what the official, in this case, the county executive, has to say because he's really setting the vision he sets the budget you know they, they need to be here be there to to hear kind of his report and and uh you know where he or she thinks the county uh or or city needs to go uh i think the bigger challenge is how do you break through all the noise and that's really where i think you're you know you're just using all the different tools that are out there. If you're a city like a Westland or a Detroit or a Dearborn, you probably have a public access TV, uh, you know, where you can, you can use that platform and it's in, and then, and then look across all your other digital properties and your social strategy and meet people where they are. And, you know, that's where it comes down to, you know, where your sound bites are important. And then, like I said earlier, the media will generally attend if you're a large enough, you know, you know, in Southeast Michigan, most of the media would be like, yeah, Wayne County represents 1.7 million, you know, 1.6 million people. McCombs, you know, 800,000, give or take. And, and Oakland was 1.2 million. Yeah, that's enough of their readership or their their listeners to to warrant the time. So we've talked a little bit about what the public officials get from doing this. What about residents? What do you think, you know, everyday folks get from from these things. I mean, in a lot of ways, as you said, I mean, it's about getting a politician's message out there and to to bolster their resume, talk about the things they've accomplished, what they want to get accomplished, that sort of thing. But for people who are like, man, like this is a lot of state of the blank speeches, like why should I tune into state of the county? Like why why is that important to me? Uh, what would you say to that person? You know, I, I would say you you've got to understand what it is. It's going to be in most cases, carefully scripted. It's going to be probably the best version of the accomplishments. Uh, you know, hopefully, if if they if if the the speechwriter's got enough foresight to understand that there's going to be uh, there's always challenges ahead, so you've got to balance optimism and aspiration with reality. Uh, but but if you understand what it is you need to approach it in terms of, all right, this is the person who is elected to represent us and he or she is laying out priorities right now. And yes, even if it's, if it's perfectly scripted, you know, some folks go right out of the teleprompter, others are kind of more winging it with slides, uh, uh, a la Mayor Duggan last night. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, you know, it, it really comes, comes down to, you can see a lot about a person's priorities and leadership style, where they're putting your money as a taxpayer and based on what they highlight. And, and yes, some of it's going to be, you know, you, you can kind of see through the politics a little bit, but there's, there's, there's an important public service element here. And I think, you know, the speeches that are successful spend more time speaking to the public service uh, government impact portion of, 
politics than 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 the political side. So which of these do you think that people should definitely try to watch every year? Should they I mean, I, I guess ideally we would want people to watch all of them to have a really wide uh, sense of what is going on, both statewide and also closer to home. But I guess if they can't do that, which are the ones they should be watching? I mean, I don't know. I'm a history major poli sci minor. So people need to understand where my voice is coming from. It's kind of Dorkville, USA. That's where we live, Jim. <laughs> That's where we all live. And, and you know, I've spent a, a major part of my career, you know, seeking opportunities to write on some of these stages. Um, you know, you should tune in, in, in my opinion, you know, everyone should tune into the State of the Union. I mean, it's just it's the more participatory we are in in our democracy, the better it works. And, you know, regardless of the party, you should hear, you know, of what party you are. You should hear where where the leader of of the free world, so to speak, thinks we ought to go, whether you agree or not. That's a whole different issue. Uh, and, And I really think at the state level, every everyone should kind of tune in there. You know, it's just leadership matters. I don't know. You know, I don't have many Twitter Twitter followers, but the ones who follow me, they'll see on a lot of my government type posts or tweets, I, I usually hashtag it leadership matters. And, and if we need any more proof than the last two years, you're, you're not going to get it that how much leadership makes a difference. And when you've got the governor of the state getting up and, and you know, all the departments under her and, and you know, the state budget and all these priorities, it's, a, it's important to hear from the top, you know, where, where that, that person uh, wants to take it. And it's also, you know, typically, other than I know the state of the union had some hecklers, but typically they're <laughs> able to get that message out without anyone shouting and you hear directly from them. And then it's your job as a, as a critical thinker to, you know, process that through. Uh, so I, I would catch those two. And then it, then it really just depends, I think, where you, where you live. If you're in a, in a city uh, like Detroit, or, or Dearborn, you know, you should tune in to Mayor Duggan, you should turn tune into Mayor Hamoud. Um, you know, if you're in the rural part of the, you know, rural part of the county, not a bad idea to tune into Wayne, Oakland or Macomb. Uh, you know, it just may be a little less relevant to you. Uh, because you've only got uh, so much time to put so much in a speech. And everyone knows that the worst thing you can do in a speech is make a laundry list. And uh, so some things just don't make the cut. That was exactly where I wanted to go, and it's a two-parter, and I'm going to put you on the spot on the second part, but I'm curious what you think makes a bad state-of-the-blank speech. What 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 is, what is makes for a bad one? And I'm curious if you have any stories without naming names uh, that you might be willing to share about uh, maybe some state-of-the-blank blunders. Uh, you know, with the... State of the blank, you're you're in a little bit of a tough tactical position from the get go because there's a date on the calendar. It's circled and it's somewhat forced. You know, even if you can manipulate it to a degree, uh, but you know that's that, that's kind of the knock on the State of the Union, right? I think Politico had this headline. You know, the last week, the worst speech in politics is now a BFD. <laughs> uh, you know, because of what was going on with the world. But you know what what they went on to say and I'm by no means in the class of, of these speechwriters who are being quoted in this article, but they, uh, you know, they would talk about it, it you know, it's almost a, a formulaic trap where, you know, you're forced to just give a speech and, you know, the, the rules of communications here, here apply where you don't want to send anything or communicate anything just to communicate it. And, and so that's, that's tricky. So number one, you've, you've got a, you've got a, 
avoid the laundry list. And that's especially tricky because in a massive county like Wayne, the way you started the speech was to go around to the department directors and create a, a giant laundry yep. list. Yep. But the trick is to at some point convert all those wins or issues or ingredients into a story and a narrative that people can understand. I mean, you know, you, government is so tricky. You guys know this to communicate on, you know, you say community development block grant, people's eyes glaze over, <laughs> yeah. but those block grants, I mean, that's money directly to help low income folks and have a direct impact on their life. You've got to, you've got to translate that. So, uh, you know, laundry list is, is a blunder. Uh, you know, you've, you've got to have your production and your speech right sized for who you are and where you are. You know, if you're a city of 50,000 or less, you, know, you probably shouldn't be given a 35 to 55 minute speech and, and do the whole dog and pony show. There's probably something shorter, briefer in, a, in a, a place in the community where you can celebrate something you're really proud of that has an impact and means a lot to a lot of people. Um, you know, let me think about uh, the, you know, the, the blunders, obviously lack of preparation, mm -hmm. uh, you know, especially when you get down under, you know, under the governor or mayor of a, of a major city, you know, these folks aren't delivering speeches every day. And if you're going to go out of a teleprompter or you're going to you're going to give a presentation, you know, that takes practice and time. You've, you've got to put that in. Um, you know, I think the, the, the blunders that I could probably easiest point to would resonate with a lot of your listeners are overpromising mm. and overpromising on the on the future. I mean, there's there's Jennifer Granholm's 2006. You're going to be blown away. You know, right. by the strength and diversity of Michigan economy. Uh, you know, when when I would write these things, you know, I I would try to think what could what could be made out of a headline and what could go viral and I could get beat up or my person could get beat up three years down the road on, you know. And so that that's you know that's a big blunder. I what, what I comes think, to mind on uh, that one for me is is Governor Snyder after the Flint water crisis too, and and it was sort of it there was the right tone at the time being so um, almost on the verge of tears, uh, Governor Snyder was during his state of the state speech the following year, I believe 2014 or 15. Uh, and then it was tearfully saying, I'm going to make it right. But that also sets up a, uh, a sort of a benchmark for uh, accountability moving forward, right? That, that it didn't seem like the Snyder administration was ever able to meet, at least not in the eyes of the residents of Flint. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree. I, I remember that speech because that was that was for somebody who was as kind of, you know, all business type, you know, you know, not a lot of emotion when he spoke. That's not a criticism. I think it was just a reality mm -hmm. of he was very CEO like and, and you know, laid out kind of I don't think he generally liked giving those speeches, but, you know, he delivered him in a, in a very like polished, serious tone. And to see that, I mean, that, that was definitely a, a memorable moment. Uh, you know, when I thought back, I, I think a lot of these speeches are, are more likely to be remembered for things like that, that, mm -hmm. you know, the, these blunders that, that can be made, um, then, then sometimes the, you know, the writer in me wants to say the prose and all the, the flowery language, but I, I don't think that's the case a lot of times. Jim, is there anything else you wanted to add before we let you, uh, let you take off? Uh, I, I would just say, you know, you guys talked the the oversaturation question. Yes, absolutely oversaturated, but they're here to stay. Uh, <laughs> I, think, 
I mean, you've got so many platforms to deliver on, you know, it's pure politics. It's a, it's a lot of political theater. Uh, there's a lot of advantages to delivering it. And, and frankly, when done well, there's, there's a lot of uh, public service advantage uh, to, to delivering them. And so I think we're going to just see more and more of them. You know, folks just got to right size them to their, their stage, who they are and uh, the, the moment in time in which they're delivering them. James Martinez, creative content strategist for CraftWord LLC, previously worked on many state-of-the-blank speeches for multiple public officials. Jim, always great to hear from you. Thanks for joining us here on Mishmash. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. And that's all for Mishmash. I'm Shana Roth. And I'm Jake Neer. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.